hello everyone i'm your host token this is my podcast is reverse for that so i i kind of mentioned this in the last episode not the last episode the one before the last episode last week or the previous episode rather we were talking about how to stay disciplined and i hope i hope it was helpful i hope the holy spirit spoke to you and as much as he did when i was preparing for that so i wanted to speak in a more casual way i haven't prepared much i've just kind of been observing and i mentioned this slightly in the previous episode now about how the body of christ is moving these days and how we are moving towards cult over community and it sounds extreme i'm not trying to be a shock value type of person or like cloud chaser i'm not trying to be a cloud chaser i'm just trying to make us be aware of our surroundings because just a backstory of why i feel this way and feel led to speak about this i for these like i think three weeks i have constantly been watching like lots of youtube videos like i I mentioned nick jones i'll link his channel in the show notes um down below please check his channel i really do really love his content but if you're like me hopefully you don't feel shame in what i'm about to say because i thought i was the only one and now that i'm sharing this and you might feel like you're the only one you hopefully don't feel like feel that way anymore i thought that the things that he was saying don't exist i was kind of like in a christian bubble i'm going to i'm going to um admit this now slightly ashamed but i'm gonna admit this now i was like yeah not even like in a christian bubble i was kind of ignorant to things that were happening and i mean this in the way that i mean what i'm about to say in the most loving way possible and i never knew that the lgbtqia plus agenda was in the church like that i never knew that like um, i knew that people were using the rainbow as a symbol of their flag i knew that but i never knew that there were people who claimed to be ordained ministers preaching the in Verted version of the Bible. There are people who call themselves like the gay church. And this is, I'm not even trying to be homophobic or whatever the case is. I'm saying this out of genuine love for people. The people part of the LGBTQIA community. And I say this because, side note, I think saying the alphabet community is just a little bit you know a little bit scary and a little bit not scary but i find it a little bit uncomfortable so i'm gonna respect you know because i don't want to be i don't want to be the person that causes somebody who may be queer to turn away from the body of christ because i think this is a bit this is a bit of a sign of what i'm going to be talking about i think the the body of christ really can have the reputation to be very overly judgmental yes we are supposed to correct people and say this is wrong according to the bible this is not the will of god we are not supposed to be you know having same-sex attraction or you know changing our gender and stuff like that but people don't do it in a compassionate way and i'm not saying that as christians yeah we need to be we need to start you know accepting sin we need to be dealing with it the way god deals with it 
you know. And I think one example that really stood out to me of how God dealt with or dealt with sin was in the story of Noah and the ark. Walk with me for a second. In the story of Noah and the ark, he gave the people outside of the eight, Noah, his wife, his children and their wives, or their like yeah, their wives, he gave them 120 years to repent by by sending by sending Noah to alert the people that there's going to be a flood that's going to come against you guys because of your sin because God does not want this li- this this earth these people anymore he gave them 120 years to repent and also he gave them an additional 7 years that is a long time like no, no one in this day and age right now is living into 120 years old and that is like a whole lifetime basically to repent and obviously back in that day people were living up to the year 600 or whatever but for us it feels like he gave us for us right now it should feel like he gave us so much time to repent and that is how god is he says no repent 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 and there's only so much god can there's only so much time god can give us and eventually the flood did come we we know the flood did come and it it came and wiped out everyone except the pairs of animals and the eight people in the boat and i think people are like tempted to view god in a way that's like he was wrath he was very wrathful he was he was full of wrath what i mean wrathful i don't think wrathful is an actual word he was full of wrath and he didn't like people but people don't even consider consider the the literal context of him giving people 120 years to repent so that's the god that we serve and he's the same god yesterday today and forever so he's also the same god today he gives his children including the people part of the lgbtqia plus community a chance to repent and he loves them he gave the people in noah's day a chance to repent because he loved them Why would a creator hate their creation? Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. So why would God hate his people, including queer people? So, like I said, why do we feel like we should do above and beyond for God and hate queer people? Homophobia is real. And I do not stand for that. But I'm not going to align myself with the community. I'm not going to, you know, excuse that sin because, yeah, no, yeah, God loves everyone. He does. But he's also righteous, he's, he's God enough and righteous enough and loving enough to rebuke sin and say, this is not right. And the Christian arguments of like, yeah, God sends people to hell, you know. Yeah, if you are gay, you're going to hell. That is not true. People send themselves to hell because we all have free will. We forget that. God does not control anyone. He doesn't control anyone. He gives us free will to choose whether we're going to confess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and live by the way that Jesus by the way that Jesus showed us to live or we can do whatever we want in terms of living a life that is away from God. Either way, something's going to happen. There's going to be a result, there's going to be a consequence. And one of the consequences of living away from God is to literally live away from him which is in hell. So, our free will sends us to hell. So, I really do think that the church can be a little bit overly 
zealous, if that makes sense. We are trying to be Saul when he was persecuting Christians. We're trying to be Saul in the context of we're zealous enough by our religion to condemn the people that God created. And that is not biblically accurate. Jesus would be around sinners, but he never sinned. And he would often still show himself and speak to the people in a righteous way. So why can't we do the same? That's a part of the body of Christ that is so neglected on how to be, how to be kind to queer people how to approach the topic of the LGBTQIA plus community. Because I'm being honest, like if I didn't know God for myself, and if I was a queer person who never knew anything about God, I would hate Christians too. Not every Christian, but the ones that re- that rebuke that rebuke them, that rebuke them. Because why would you want to be in a space where people are constantly telling you about how you're going to hell? Now I say this not necessarily like i said i'm not necessarily saying that yeah i am a gay ally you know i'm not saying that it's still a sin it's still something that is not biblically correct it's not something that god endorses or loves i'm saying this out of the most love for people who are in the community i really want people to come to god and realize for himself i'm not saying be beaten with the Bible on your head. I'm saying no God for yourself through what we have to say, through what loving Christians have to say. So yeah, that was my first point. I wanted to get that out there because I haven't really spoken about this topic ever because I wanted to articulate myself in a way that would not be leaning on the side of of being zealous or being overly affirming to the um, LGBTQIA plus community. I wanted to be fair enough in the way that Jesus would have been fair. I believe he would have been fair. So coming back to the topic of the body of Christ literally being in shambles, like in some areas of the world. And as I was saying, I was watching a lot of content about this. And it's so tempting to be in your own Christian bubble and not indulge in those things. But I really do encourage you to, to watch like Bo Diddle's content, Nick Jones, like watch their content and see that the world is really a scary place right now. Not even, I'm not even trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm being real. And instead of the body of Christ, not every community of God is what I'm about to say. It's like the way I'm about to say, I'm just saying in general, in some areas, instead of building up in our faith and building us up and building each other up in our faith, People are falling away and really becoming lukewarm because they are folding and yielding to the pressure of the Satan agenda and the agenda that Satan has. Walk with me for a second. I have been seeing a lot of these people that I thought were men and women of God. I'm not going to be naming any names because I'm pretty sure you know them. There are people out there who... I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm just going to paraphrase and like talk talk around it. But I'm pretty sure you get the gist if you have been in Christian spaces. There are people who start out great, have these big churches and have such impactful ministries. Like everyone that I speak on right now in in this episode, I have personally listened to. I've personally like 
watch their sermons and listen to their music or whatever. So I'm not gonna be people. I'm not gonna be one of those people that jump on the bandwagon like, yeah, this this pastor's going to hell, y'all. This person has sold their soul. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to speak from my experiences and what that means in the context of the Bible and what that means in the lifestyle that we're living right now. <clears throat> so I did my phone die. Oh, I do think that this the the pastoral like league if i can say that the 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 meaning of a pastor has been taken as a means to be a tyrant in the christian space it sounds extreme but please walk with me there are men of god who go up in the pulpit to preach their own version of the bible and twist it to sound hip and new and have this crazy analogy and you know bring people to church and i'm gonna call it out and say that you should not be listening to people who constantly feel like they need to rewrite the bible in order to have this crazy analogy and this crazy slogan for a t-shirt and this crazy um title for the youtube channel or the podcast because that is not what the bible talks about the word of god let the word of God speak, you know. God's word, God's word will not return to him void when he goes out. So just preach the word of God. Like, I've literally been saying this, like, when I watch these pastors' messages. I'm like, just preach the word of God. Like, I'm not even trying to be rude. Like, just generally preach the word of God and move on. Preach, the, preach and go, please. Because there's no need to be going up on stage and doing all these things that just do not reflect the character of christ yes you may want to reach people who are not in the faith but you don't do it by affirming their lifestyle you don't say that jesus was a stripper you don't say that you don't you don't use analogies that affirm their lifestyle you you use analogies from their lifestyle certain parts of their lifestyle to point it to god not to the world so yeah, I do think that even just saying stuff like, oh, yeah, no, the Holy Spirit told me to curse. Like, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, the Holy Spirit told me to curse. That is not something that the that God would ever say. Because God said that let every word that departs from your mouth be glorifying and be of life. Like he says that it must be words that glorify and honor God. I believe it's in um, Ephesians 4. I'm not mistaken. Why would God say, you know, start cussing, start saying like vulgar? Why, why would you? Why would God say use vulgar language? When He knows that there's power in the tongue. When you, if when you are speaking in, with vulgar language, you are, you are using colloquialisms of death. That's what I think. You're using, you're using colloquialisms of death. You're not necessarily saying die, but you are saying die adjacent. You are saying. I'm affirming to the devil adjacent. Like that's what I, that's how I see it. You're affirming someone's lifestyle by claiming that you want to reach people outside of the faith when you should let the we should, we should let the word of God be a sword that pierces between bone and marrow. Let it pierce people's hearts. Don't try and do too much. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I do not like when that happens. I do not I don't even I'm very disappointed. You know? So, yeah, I think be careful. What I'm trying to say as well as people who might be listening, be careful 
with who you choose to be your online pastor, your online, the person that you listen to for like a Christian podcast, Christian content creators, be careful, you know, be careful. Because if they do not have the spirit of God, they will lead you into the most ungodly territory ever. So be careful. Another thing I wanted to talk about was in the context of this whole topic of these preachers being like cults because of the way i mean not the cults uh, tyrants because of the way they they operate and the way that they um they go about their ministry sometimes they can come across as legalistic and therefore can lead people to be discouraging their faith basically they may behave like pharisees if you read the, the the Gospels and you've seen what Pharisees are, these are people who took the word of God as like, they, they're people that knew the word of God, but they couldn't recognize the Messiah when they saw him because of, they were blinded by their own, like their own self-righteousness and their affiliations to being the most scholared men of God that they couldn't necessarily see the humility of Jesus because they were expecting this majestic, big, you know, bang of a, messiah and jesus came as a human being even though the scriptures literally did say that he was gonna come that way and the only reason why that was the case or not the only reason my understanding of why that was the case was because of their pride a lot of these preachers are very prideful these days and the way i know they're prideful is because they do not receive reproach nicely I've seen these pastors, when they're called out for their crazy sermon analogies and they're called out for their blasphemy, blatant blasphemy as a preacher, they'll be like, yeah, no, you don't. Uh, well, you know, da, 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 I'm the man of God. Like basically saying, I'm the man of God and you're not, so you should leave me alone. Do you, they basically say, do you have 12 years of seminary under your belt? Were you raised as a pastor's child? I don't think so. And they use that status to oppress the community or the congregation or the online congregation and that's a form of what the, the um pharisees did they constantly oppressed people under the um under their their leadership they constantly used their religious flexing muscles to justify their sins and their self-righteousness and that's what people are doing these days people look more like pharisees than they do like Jesus they look more like Pharisees than they do like Jesus and it's scary because they the Pharisees as much as they were getting on my nerves when I used to, when I read the when I read the gospels they didn't have the full perspective of of Jesus they had the old testament but we have the full bible and people are trying to be like them i'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying there's these there's degrees to to self-righteousness and the consequences of self-righteousness but i'm trying to put things in perspective we have the full bible and we have the holy spirit they didn't have the holy spirit they didn't even know what the holy spirit was yet we have that and people still want to go back to that and i think it's very concerning because not only do, do these pastors get trained to be pastors by mentors and seminary school and all these things but they also have the Holy Spirit. They have the Bible, the full Bible, all the New Testament, 66 chapters to read through. And they still rely on their self-righteousness self -righteousness and their pride. It's scary. 
it's I think it's more frightening than people realize. And even as I'm saying that, I'm starting to think like, "Word, well, this is actually it's the same it, y'all." So yeah, I really really implore you again to use discernment when it comes to listening to these online pastors, these mega church preachers, and everything. So yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's a scary time. And moving away from that slightly, I do think that because of the confusion that's happening in the body of Christ and we have one side saying, yeah, A, B, C, D, and the other side is saying X, Y, Z. People are falling away. And I've seen this specifically in the, in the context of Christian content creators. And in the pandemic, when, when I was like, I'm sure most of you were as well, when we were um, getting into the body of Christ in the pandemic and we were trying to get into the into the inside jokes that the influencers were saying we made a lot of like these christian influencers as like our mutuals and our form of entertainment in this in that very trying time and this till this day there's some people that have stayed and have you know gone on to be very impactful in the body of christ and there's still some that fell away and i saw this video of like me watching my favorite christian content creator go back into the world and that was i've seen that specifically me and my sister were like kind of mourning the last one of one of our favorite christian creators she was so funny and we were like oh where is she like we will because you know i don't know about your like covid brain or the habits that we had in in covid kind of like fell away as soon as we went outside like that includes the people we used to like constantly indulge in for content we were like oh yeah where is she and you were like, yeah, now she's like, we saw that now she's like completely out of the faith. She's, you know, out of it completely. She's like, yeah, I don't identify with this anymore. I am, you know, queer. And I was like, we're praying for you, girl. And, you know, that's that's where you need to be to come back to Christ. We are not judging. We are waiting for you with loving arms. We're still going to pray for you. We're still going to love. I still love her so much. But I was still so sad because... That was the evidence of the confusing nature of televangelists, not all of them, but the confusing nature of Christians that try to do Christianity without God and the Holy Spirit. I think she even said that specifically. She said, like, yeah, no, it's too much for me. And there even are the others that say, yeah, no, I'm not going to be a place where, you know, people are fighting and being hateful and all these things. I'm like, you have a point. People think that... The people that leave the faith do it because they um they wake up they wake up on their one day and they're like, Yeah, I don't want to be a Christian anymore. Some might, but some of them really struggle. They contemplate, they make a pros and cons list in their minds or physically, they deliberate for so long before they actually do it because they may have experienced God for themselves, but then they look outside, they look at their neighbor, they look at their favorite pastor and see corruption. And how is it so? How can you stay faithful to the community that you belong to, which is Christianity and Christians, when they do not reflect what you've read about Jesus? It's so crazy. I wouldn't want. To, I. I. Sometimes I'm embarrassed. I'm not even not embarrassed to be a Christian, but embarrassed that some people decide to corrupt the word of God and the the life that Jesus implored us to live. To glorify their own sin like i am embarrassed that that's the case for some 
people. There are some really cool Christian people out there. But I'm not going to be talking about them today because today we're going to be talking about the, the absolute atrocity that is some Christian spaces. And also, I do think that some Christians, Christians attending secular award ceremonies, I do think that it's, it's not righteous in any sense, but I do think it's a bit of a gray area. That's just my opinion. It depends on what, what you yourself are going to be doing there. If you are there to spread the gospel, then that's fine. Because Jesus went there and he went into um, secular places and he, did, he didn't sin, like I said. But if you're going there to affirm yourself as a Christian slash worldly person and be like this religiously ambiguous person, then that's where we have a problem. When you are basically knocking the priority of God a few notches to be accepted and see Beyonce and, you know, perform with amigos and all these things, you are, you are sinning because you're denouncing your faith in the, in, the, in the way that you live and the way that you, you live in that space, in that moment, you are denouncing your faith. So, yeah, I do think that it's a bit of a gray area. And I've seen a lot of discourse like, yeah, people, Christians should never be invited to the Grammys and all these other things. But that could actually be an opportunity for people to actually hear about Jesus. You know, that could be an opportunity to to hear about Jesus. That's just my opinion. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a pastor who may be well-versed in the context of this. I'm just speaking from myself. So, yeah, I do think that it's very... It's very iffy, but I do think that if you're going there, like I said, if you're going there to promote, like, a like a lax version of Christianity, not the righteous, holy, just justice-seeking version of Christianity, then you are you you are part of the problem, and you are showing the world that yeah, you can you can be a Christian and still, you know be in a a firm witchcraft you can you can do that and we have people mixing religion with other things we have people mixing religions and practices and making this one version of religion which is i think very concerning but yeah and i think i say all of these things because we're walking in the last days and I've mentioned this before that we should not be afraid of the last days. I had a series on that. If you want to hear and listen to it, please check it out. But we should still be watching for the seasons. We should see that this is the season and it may even, it may be tomorrow right now or 50 years from now, or a hundred years from now when Jesus comes back, but we are truly living in the last days. If Paul can say in these last days, if when we are taken up by Christ and he thought that he was in the last days, what about us? What about us? Because we are existing far past Paul's time. So, yeah, man. Please be careful, like I said, of who you listen to. And just because they are Christian does not mean that they'll always, they'll always have a Christian mindset. Check them once in a while. What are they, who are they with, who are they following, who are they, um, who are their mentors? I'm speaking about Christian artists, like people that you say, yes, yeah, a Christian artist. Look at their lifestyle. Is that affirming Christ? Because 
a lot of the artists, that secular artists, they speak, they rap or sing about their experiences. So if they are singing godly songs, but they are sinning with other people, that 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 lifestyle is going to be infiltrated into their music. It's going to leak into their music. So be careful. And also, please be kind to people who are not Christians, people who may be living outside of God's will. Be kind, but be truthful. Be kind, but be, truth- be, be truthful. Be as gentle as doves, but as shrewd as snakes. I know Jesus talking about it as he was sending the disciples out, but we are disciples. Be as gentle as doves, but as shrewd as snakes. That is what Jesus told us, so we should heed to that. Jesus is the only way to salvation. Don't let anybody fool you. Jesus' lifestyle is not a crude lifestyle. It's the righteous way of life that does not have any sin in it. So we will not be we will not be susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. We will be attacked, but if we walk in Jesus, we can know how to deflect and how to be on the offense ourselves. So please be safe. Please be careful. And please spend time with God. Spend your own time with God. If you haven't spent time with God already, please, after this episode, or even right now, pause this and go and spend time with God. It is vital that we know God for ourselves. Yes, we can look to people that have platforms for inspiration and for a way of aligning our our interests with God and involving God in our interests and also, you know, encouraging other parts of the body of Christ by supporting them. But we should also know God for ourselves. So please be careful and please, once again, spend your own time with God. I love you and most importantly, the Lord loves you. Bye. As you may or may not know, Christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis. So I believe it's up to us Christians, fellow believers in Christ, to support them either financially or spiritually. So would you please, please, please click the link in my bio under persecuted Christians, support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes, two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshipping God and to continue following Jesus. Thank you.